welcome everyone to the Zillweed Society Film Podcast. Today, this week, today, we're talking about Fire Island. Wait, I didn't introduce myself. Hello everyone, my name is Isabella. My favorite movie is Legally Blonde. My name is Max. My favorite movie is Shiva Baby. So today we are talking about Fire Island, the movie directed by Andrew Ahn. Um, the synopsis on Letterboxd is two gay best friends take a trip to the Pines, a hamlet in New York's Fire Island. That's a hotspot for queer culture. Over the course of their vacation, they party with friends and develop flirtations with two other significantly wealthier vacationers. I, I liked the movie. I, uh, I thought its cast was really good. The, the main actor in it, the like uh, lead role, I, I haven't seen anything that he has been in. I don't think he's been in much. He was just a comedian. Yeah, he has one comedy special out. Uh, his name is... Joel Kim Booster is his name. Well, I watched, the, I watched this movie this morning, and Max like literally just finished this movie. I just finished it, like, yeah, 10 minutes ago. You know, fresh takes is what you're getting on this pod. It's an adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. I think Pride and Prejudice is what it's an adaptation of, is what I learned. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see the Pride and Prejudice like parallels i i remember like the the lizzie bennett diaries i remember watching some of the pride and prejudice movies i don't know i i couldn't make the connection i know that the movie the movie starts out with like the opening line of pride and prejudice you know the the, like famous one where he's like it's a truth universally acknowledged any man something something uh is in want of a wife oh yeah true i can't vouch for how well it's an adaptation of the book but adaptations aside i thought it was like a really cute movie um i feel like i don't have that much to say like it it really just feels like a direct to well streaming direct to streaming like cheesy rom-com movie but in a good way like it's well done i laughed a lot i thought the jokes worked really well which i was surprised mm-hmm. about because usually when you take comedians who aren't usually in movies and you put them in movies like sometimes there's a disconnect but i thought the humor worked really well there i wrote down like quite a few jokes that i laughed out loud at yeah it's it's like there are a lot of like funny movies but it's rare for me to laugh out loud at a movie and i this movie definitely made that happen for me i think the editing works well too with it but the first like gag that i laughed at no pun intended the when i forget his name he's like this serious guy um and he <laughs> he's walking he, he's on a boat or something and the crew is like walking past them and he's holding a ice cream cone and uh one of them was like i didn't know you were a teeny tiny ice cream guy and then he immediately like throws it <laughs> on the ground he like throws and that it, like yeah. <laughs> and that like repeats throughout i don't know like that happens at the end too i just thought it, yeah. i don't know why i was thought it was funny definitely it's also like it doesn't it doesn't put too much weight on the joke um i think the movie really trusts its audience to understand that there are jokes happening without having to like pause for laughter you know yeah or explain yeah. it yeah like there was this recurring joke where um, one of the friends who doesn't do any drugs is like protests against like whatever is happening, but really wants other people to like make him do it anyway. Yeah. Like where he's like, you guys aren't going to try to get me to do drugs tonight because clearly he like yeah. <laughs> he wanted to get roped into yeah. it, but he wanted to act like he like he uh, didn't want to. And I thought that that was so funny to to 
it was just a funny recurring gag that didn't get more than the the gag itself like they didn't all pause for it or explain it i think all the characters worked really well together in that sense like they had like a really good dynamic of like personalities and i also think like in terms of how the comedy plays out i don't know i don't know who worked on that i feel like okay the writer apparently is oh it's written by joel kim booster who's the main actor i didn't know that but I think because it's, like, a bunch of comedy people, like, I really appreciated that it didn't pause for laughter. What did you think about Bo and Yang in this? I think he's, like, the most famous person in the movie. Maybe. Um, I I thought he was alright. I thought he was good. I didn't love his story arc in it. I didn't think it was that, um, believe like, I don't know, appealing. Especially, like, at the end, I thought he and that guy, I don't know his name, had no chemistry. Yeah. Whereas, they, they didn't have any chemistry. Yeah, whereas, Ju- uh, like Noah's character and uh, who who he ends up with, this guy, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they had a lot of chemistry. Yeah, I thought that they did. It did a really good job of balancing the two main storylines in the movie. I think that it could have gotten really boring if like one of them was much more uninteresting than the other. But they sort of wove together. Uh, and like intersected in a lot of parts that kept it. It wasn't like a plot and b plot in a uh, in a TV show. You know, it was it was one cohesive story that had parts that were broken out for each of their character arcs. Yeah, it all kind of intersected. Like when it started out, like I felt like there were so many potential love interests. I was like, what? Who's gonna end up with who? Like there was a point in which I thought Bowen Yang was gonna end up with his friend. I thought like his friend was secretly in love with him. I think I think it was written pretty well like it it was paced pretty well i think they could have cut out maybe a little bit of it i also really like um i noted like the soundtrack they had some like interesting song choices obviously oh my god the main guy that the love interest for bone yang's character his name is charlie and there's a point in where they have charlie's ex like come to the island i was like oh my god charlie xcx and then they also have the Charlie XCX song in the movie. So I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, really for the gays. And <laughs> I just thought the soundtrack as a whole worked really well. What did you think of the narration? It made it a little bit early 2000s, you know? Like it, it felt like, yeah, it felt like a, a narrative thing that comes from like 2004, like made for TV movies. It really dates, like it really dates it in my opinion. I kind of liked it because like it it showed me at least that the movie knew what it was like it's an adaptation of a book that is really cheesy and it's a rom-com and it's like nothing like high maintenance it's just very calming I really liked how they talked about found family in it Um, right I, I thought that was a great thing to touch on in a queer movie. Margaret Cho's character uh, was really good. Like, I think that so adding is she her the to lesbian? The... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was funny. Yeah, like, I, it just, it's, I think it's, like, nice, it feels nice for queers to get a movie that's not about queerness. Well, it's, it, well, okay. So this is, like, extremely gay, movie but it's not talking about like the struggles 
of it per se i mean that's an underlying thing with bo and yang's character he feels like he can't find love but i think it's more so on just the relationships between these characters than um focusing on their sexuality you know what i mean yeah it takes it takes their queerness for granted in a way that is really uh uh relaxing it takes their queerness for granted in that it doesn't like it doesn't like have to do the origin story or whatever uh it doesn't have to like explain how they interact with straight people yeah it's just it's very character driven because it doesn't have to it doesn't have to do all of this love simon like coming out stuff you know yeah like my family doesn't accept me whatever like they talk about it because it's like a normal thing for people to talk about like people talk about it but it's not like the the focus of the of the movie yeah for sure yeah and it really emphasizes like their own like familiar familial aspects to each other um which was really sweet to see in a movie i also thought um like another technical aspect i thought the lighting was pretty good in the party scenes i thought they used lighting really well especially colorful lighting totally it didn't feel like a low budget made for streaming movie which is what i expected it to be when i came into it um it didn't feel like like the example that i'm comparing it to is kissing booth trilogy like this was so much it felt like there was so much more effort put into every little thing in this than that trilogy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like the, the soundtrack, the lighting, the the writing in this, even though they're both on some level like unimportant and they don't take themselves super seriously, they're very different. And I think that it puts this above like Kissing Booth or Always Be My Maybe or um, that other uh, rom-com that like gay rom-com that was on netflix that is an adaptation of uh roxanne i mean this one isn't it's not a netflix movie so i think that is something i think hulu puts a lot more thought into what they produce in terms of streaming platforms i'd argue hbo max is the best direct to streaming stuff but i think hulu Mm -hmm. is generally pretty pretty good about what they produce and i also think like they were given a lot of creative freedom it looks like with this I don't know. It just it just seems like a really well put together story and it's got like all the right moments in it, you know, it's got all the right twists and turns. Also, I appreciated the quippy representation talking about streaming platforms. <laughs> I thought that was funny, like a funny way to like bring in that part of the movie when she reveals that they're broke or whatever. It's cuz she's an investor of Quibi. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, there were so many like I don't know, timely things that came totally out of left field that made me realize that it's happening in the present day. When he says, like, you're the one who told me, call me by your name was boring or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just I don't that. expect it. Like, I didn't expect them to talk about modern pop culture, but it it made it feel very real. And um, it made it feel almost like a period piece set in the present day. I mean, it definitely is. Um, but... I also think it's those types of things that tend to date movies like this, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I don't think I would watch this movie more than once, to be frank. But for what it is, like, it's it's pretty cool to see. I just thought it was a funny gag. It's kind of like what they do on SNL. It's like they make jokes about current pop culture things. But it also, 
yeah, like it balances them because there are movies that are entirely like pop culture references that that get dated like really fast. Yeah. But this wasn't that like some parts of it would definitely stand up, you know, in five years. For sure. I don't think that people are going to remember who. Well, maybe this is heresy for me to say. I don't think people are going to remember who Marissa Telmay is like maybe like 50 years from now, unless you're like a real hardcore, you know. Gay. I had to look up who Alicia Vikander was. I don't know who Alicia Vikander is. No, that was the other joke. Oh yeah, um, she she is the robot in Ex Machina, and they were like robot, robot, beep boop, beep boop. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so they yeah. reference like all these. Yeah, that's funny. I also I thought it was interesting to focus on like an island where there's literally only gay people, only gay men basically other than a few lesbians but like basically only gay men like i think that was a really interesting choice to have but it is like a place where they are surrounded by people like them which i think is really hard to find um for a queer person nowadays probably easier now than it was in the past yeah but like you're never gonna have like a place where you can go in like a store and everyone in there is gay like even the cashier or like i don't know have you been in the kramer kramer books i think i'm just saying like i think the imagery of an island like works to serve that narrative pretty well do you have anything any other thoughts on this i liked the dialogue i i think i said this earlier but i thought that the dialogue was very like it was very witty there was a lot of like just good repartee between the different characters that uh, didn't feel like it t- made itself above the possibility of happening in the real world. And that was uh, really cool to see. Yeah. Like, I think the humor, well, it, like, made me laugh out loud. Like, I think that I have friends who would say the same things. Like, I think it's, it felt pretty real, but I I just liked the, like, the friendships, and I thought the dialogue worked with that. Yeah. So uh, what would you rate it? I I gave it a three and a half because I didn't I thought it was really well made but I didn't think that I was gonna watch it again um, and it's just like a cute movie that I think I wasn't particularly the direct audience for but I I really appreciated it anyway. What'd you give it? I also gave it a three and a half, but I think I gave it in th- my three and a half is like uh, a higher rating than your three and a half. I, I three and a half is like the point where I would probably rewatch it at some point, or I could see myself rewatching it. Mm. Yeah, um, I really liked it. I I think I would recommend it to other people that I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't for know sure. if I would recommend it to any like straight people that I know who aren't like super adventurous. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, there were certain scenes that I think would scare maybe some straight people. But it does do it does a little bit of the love simoning of like. He's like, I don't want someone just to have sex with. Like, I also want, you know, I want romance. And I feel like that's a that's a theme that uh, straight people can understand. Yeah, and latch on to. But I also think it had, like, a, a good enough diversity of, like, they're on the island for that. And they had, like, a, lo- a lot of their friends, like, just, like, that was their goal. Um, right. So I think Bone Young was... His, his character was an outlier in the, in that idea maybe but i like i did like this movie um i watched it 
this morning and I, I, it put me in a really good mood. I remember I had to pause it halfway through and I was like, when can I get back to the movie? Hey everyone, I just wanted to pop in and remind you all that our website, which is linked in the description, is constantly being updated with new movies and new information. If you want to vote in this year's upcoming dillies, uh, we have a form that you can fill out there. You can also check out our archive as well as our formal rules and regulations. And please feel free to reach out to us with any suggestions or inquiries. We are responsive through email and also Instagram messaging. I also want to encourage you to share the pod or our website with any of your film friends. We'd love to have anyone and everyone participate and vote in this year's awards. All right, back to this week's episode. So that was Fire Island. Now we're going to get into our recommendation section. But Max, would you like to start? I am totally out of movies that I've seen this year that I could recommend. The only two that I haven't recommended that I saw this year that came out this year are Jurassic World and Death on the Nile, both of which I gave two stars. Yeah, so, yeah, see, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, there's some that I have seen, but I wouldn't recommend. I might, I mean, I could recommend Jurassic World just because I'm a big fan of those movies, but um, I have a recommendation from this year if you want to choose one from a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I could recommend the movie I saw last night. I saw a screening of the 1980 film 9 to 5 last night, and I would love to recommend that. In 9 to 5, a powerhouse cast comes together over hating their job, and chaos ensues. This stoner comedy stars Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Lily Tomlin. It's a huge recommendation from me for a fun, optimistic, cathartic experience. It's a, would you say it's a stoner comedy? It is a stoner comedy. The last time I saw this, I totally did not catch that. Um, but it absolutely is. And it's, it's one of the best stoner comedies I've ever I seen. I probably saw this last time I was like, probably like seven years old or something. So probably I think I was 10. So yeah, yeah, but I totally I, didn't catch it. What year is it? I feel like it's not. 1980. Interesting. Okay. Well, it is such a feel-good movie, uh, like very chaotic comedy, um, and it, like it's so optimistic at the end. Like it, it really uh, makes you believe that a better world could be possible in terms of ha- not hating your job anymore. Yeah. I never get enough of Dolly Parton. Oh my God, Lily Tomlin. Yo. Yes. I gotta rewatch that. Okay. You gotta, it's so All right. Um, well, this week, I am going to recommend Genius, the Kanye trilogy on Netflix. Um, now, this would technically be eligible for the documentary category based on the nominations last year, but it's a three-part docu-series, uh, which documents a lot of Kanye's rise to stardom. But basically, the filmmaker, um, Cootie, had all of this footage from back in the day, and he decided to put together this series. Um, and... Honestly, it just feels really amazing to be able to see the footage, and I feel really lucky that it exists, um, but it is, I don't know, it's just, I think the first two episodes are very well done, and um, I really re- recommend. There's only so many movies that we've seen this year, so going forward, we might tend to include more movies from past years in our recommendations just depending on uh what we've seen because you know there's always the time traveler award but yeah that's our podcast this week we will see you guys again next monday thanks for listening thanks for listening reminds me of cleaning our house